Welcome to Mysteries and Oddities of War, written, produced, and directed by your host, me, Tim Guitar. Episode 16, The Spanish-American War, America's Odd War on Spain and Spain's Odd War on America. One overlooked and quite unusual fact about the Spanish-American War was that it was neither about Spain nor America. It was, in fact, about Cuba. Cuba had, after all, went from indigenous tribal people to occupied by Spain instantaneously in 1492 with the arrival of Christopher Columbus. The colonizer, in true-to-date fashion, had successfully invaded, imposed, and forced their way of life on the indigenous peoples and all but rubbed them out in just a short amount of time. Europe had a gift, especially in the cases of Spain and England, to sail away from their homeland and claim everything they saw fit to claim by persuasion or by force. Because who was to resist these naval titans of history, right? In the case of Spain, with their tremendous wealth and huge army, the Caribbean and Cuba at large had no chance of resistance to the onslaught that was the Spanish army. So Spain not only had the muscle, but the money to back it as well. Fueling this giant military machine through other countries was no problem due to Spain's giant and seemingly endless pool of gold that was readily available. The king or queen at the time, given in history, was able to cut an endless and seemingly blank check. Spain quickly conquered big parts of South America, the Caribbean, parts of Asia, and even remote areas like the island of Guam. The Spaniards soon became the number one power of the land, coming out of the medieval era, taking the torch from the English. In 1868, the Cubans had had enough of the Spanish and their occupation of their land. An insurgency soon started, and it was called the Ten-Year War. After over 350 years of Spanish rule, Cuba wanted its due independence. The seeds were planted for our conflict, which took place 30 years later, in 1898. The actual origins of the war, soon before the war, can also be attributed to 1895's Cuban struggle for independence. The United States had suffered a financial loss of investment estimated at over $50 million due to this conflict. This single loss almost ended trading between Cuba and America, a $100 million business annually, even in the 1890s. The insurgents attacked property and destroyed sugarcane mills and fields. 
the Spanish commander, Captain General Valerano Weiler y Nicolau, otherwise known as El Carnicero, or the Butcher, forced Cubans into reconcentration areas. Any who chose to remain were sorted as human enemy persons and were treated accordingly. When these camps were filled, no attempts were made to provide any provisions at all, a quite inhuman treatment for sure, including sustenance, sanitation, shelter, and they didn't provide any type of medical care at all to these people. So disease, hunger, and exposure soon won their casualties. The war officially started as an immediate and direct result of the Spanish sinking of the battleship USS Maine in Havana Harbor on February 15, 1898. Spain replied that the USS Maine hit a mine. No further explanation was given or needed, so it was left open to interpretation on both sides. The USS Maine was dispatched to Havana to protect U.S. citizens and U.S. property owners in Cuba after riots broke out all over the giant island. So on that day in February 1898, 260 sailors aboard the USS Maine were sent to their deaths in the Caribbean Sea by that explosion. No further explanation or investigation was made about the unfortunate fate that befell the Maine, leaving it lost to history, unfortunately, forever. The United States had interest in Cuban independence, seeing as Cuba was the biggest and most profitable island in the Caribbean. President William McKinley had, with congressional approval, made demands that Spain relinquish control over the country back to the Cubans and to loosen its grips on the islands of Puerto Rico, Guam, and finally the Philippines. The two countries met one another's demands previous to the outbreak of total war, and still both countries declared war on one another. Spain's declaration of war on the United States was official April 24, 1898, the U.S. getting congressional approval for its declaration of war on Spain on April 25, 1898, just one day later. However, the United States retroactively dates its declaration of war on Spain to April 21st. The war in total lasted until July 17th, 1898, not even three full months. There were three major battles that Spain and the United States engaged in during this short but substantially important war. It also, oddly, was fought on two different ends of the globe, or sides of the map for the flat earth type of thinker, and Cuba and, of course, in the Philippines as well. Interestingly, the Philippines, much like most of the Caribbean, had been occupied and ruled by Spain for over 300 years. 
First, let's have a short history look at the Battle of Manila Bay. On May 1st, 1898, the U.S. Navy, led by Commodore George Dewey, was ordered to attack and rid the bay and city of Manila of Spanish occupiers. Commodore Dewey defeated the Spaniards in short order, making himself a national hero in the process. The second of the three major battles was the Battle of Santiago de Cuba. On July 3, 1898, the trapped Spanish naval fleet attempted a breakout and failed. Troops also had skirmishes by land to support and reinforce the success of the Navy by sea. This included one standout regiment and the one standout man among the band of volunteers in the cavalrymen. The man was the leader of the regiment. He spoke softly and carried a big stick. He was Lieutenant Colonel Theodore Roosevelt and his famous Rough Riders, officially known to the world as the first U.S. Volunteer Cavalry. This man was grabbed by history during this war, and in short order, he would be in the executive seat of the United States government. However, Teddy Roosevelt took his seat in history in this war when he and his band of Rough Riders took the fortified city of El Canay. Then they captured the highest point of San Juan Ridge, the site of the third battle, San Juan Hill. That very same day, July 3rd, the Navy assaulted Santiago de Cuba. It was a great day for the United States forces. Often unmentioned and definitely underappreciated are the soldiers that the King of Reggae, Bob Marley, sung about the all-black and legendary Buffalo Soldiers, who were recorded to be in some of the heaviest fighting of the war and were key in the decisive victory over and against Spain. One Buffalo Soldier, Officer John Blackjack Pershing, soon became a commander of U.S. troops in World War I. Zsa, Zsa to the Rastafarians. On July 16, 1898, the Spaniards surrendered the city. The war officially ended December 10, 1898, with the signing of the Treaty of Paris. Total casualties in this war were American, 385 killed, 1,662 wounded. Spanish, 7 to 800 killed, 7 to 800 wounded. This forever cemented the names of Theodore Roosevelt and the Rough Riders in American folklore and in American military history. Not to be short-sighted or left out, the Buffalo Soldiers were immortalized by the King of Reggae, Bob Marley. Many things changed in the world after this small conflict just before the 20th century. The most prominent change was that Spain was replaced by the United States as the world number one powerhouse. 
Spain was eventually forced back to its own shores and used its established wealth and knowledge of the outside world to strengthen itself internally by experiencing a sort of renaissance and flourishing within its own borders after the war. Theodore Roosevelt, in just three years after the war, would be president of the United States of America. After taking President William McKinley's seat after he was assassinated in 1901. In 1902, the U.S. withdrew from Cuba and it officially became its own independent nation. The Pacific and Atlantic Oceans were connected in 1914 by the Panama Canal, which was started by President Theodore Roosevelt. However, due to the unrest left by the United States' defeat of Spain in the Philippines, the Philippine-American War started in 1899. One war begats another. The U.S. gained the Philippines, Cuba, Guam, and Puerto Rico as a result of the outcome of the Spanish-American War. Mysterious and oddly, Neither government has researched any further the sinking of the USS Maine, which started this entire conflict. Hey, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to Mysteries and Oddities of War wherever you tune in from. Remember to love your history.